Hey, this is Mike Brake, and I'm the pastor at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. I want to say thank you for stopping by our podcast today. We really do believe that you're only one step away from the relationship with God that you've been wanting. So I hope the message today gives you encouragement, gives you some vision, so that you can take that next step towards freedom. Enjoy the message. Always something. When you're a mobile church, there's always something. And for me, as a control freak, you think I'm getting punked every week, but it's just, I think, God working on my my anxiety, my flexibility. Um, today, we are right in the middle of our series called Unmasked, and we're revealing in this series the secrets to successful relationships. And so we want to be um, just diving into what does God say about relationships? And it's going to maybe challenge some of the things that we think or that we feel. Today, I want to ask the question, what is love what what is love and we might have a lot of different ideas or thoughts if i were to ask you and go around the room and take a survey of what is love we'd have a ton of different ideas of what that could be and we get our messages from what love is from movies we can get it from music we can get it from culture uh church has a message and and it can get confusing on what is love well hopefully by the end of today I want to give you a good, solid definition of what does God say love is and how can we take that into our our marriages today. A lot of us, when it comes to uh, love, it can kind of be like looking at a a cookbook or going into a bakery where we're trying to find what we're looking for. Have you ever had like a Pinterest fail? Where you see something, you're like, I want to try that. I want to go and, and do that. Is our PowerPoint's not working today? Okay, well, I'm just going to plow right on through without our, our PowerPoints. You might want to just go ahead and re, like restart everything, and then maybe it'll, it'll pick back up. Um, I got a cookbook here with uh, apple pie. And you'll be like, oh, man, it's Thanksgiving season. I like pecan, pecan pie, pumpkin pie. This right here, that's what I want. I want some of that right there. But we go into the bakery shop of love and we go around to people we're like, hey, can you give me this? I want, I want the picture. Can you give me this? And, and like when I read books to my kids, we like picture books. Why? Because we're still in elementary school. And so we like to look at the pictures and we talk about the pictures. But some of us, when it comes to relationships, We haven't graduated from elementary school when it comes to relationships because we like the picture books. And we go around from relationship to relationship to relationship saying, hey, can you give me this? Oh, can you give me this? And can you give me this? And we look and we totally forget this side of the page. That there are ingredients. There's a process that goes into this right here. Some things have to go through the fire in order to get to this right here. And so some of you, you may be looking at your marriage today and you're like, it's, it doesn't look anything like this. It's more like a Pinterest fail. I want to say breathe. There's a lot of things that we struggle with in our marriages that I, that I would say are normal. In, in some cases, they're necessary. Um, and so as we dive into this series this week and in the coming weeks, we'll work through some of these things. How do Because what are the ingredients to successful relationships? Lots of sugar. 
But you can have the right ingredients and the wrong process and still not get here. So it's just, it's, it takes a process. And I want to give us a foundation for that today on, on describing what is love. Jesus, he said after preaching a sermon, he finishes the sermon. This is his close. Now, I, I, would, I wish I could say this. He's like, but he says, if anyone who listens to my voice or listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a wise person who builds a house on a solid rock. I say, I wish I could say that. I'd be like, oh, if you don't follow me, you're not wise or whatever. But no, we go off of what Jesus says. And he says, hey, if you follow my teaching, you're like a wise person who built his house on a solid rock, on a solid foundation. And though the rains came in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, and you'll face those storms and trials in marriage and in relationships and in life. He says, if you've got a solid foundation, that thing will not collapse because it's built on the bedrock. It's built on a solid foundation. Now, why do they listen to Jesus? I mean, he's not talking about marriage here. He's talking about life. He's talking about how to live life. Why do we listen to Jesus? He didn't get married. What, what marriage advice is he going to give me? And the reason we, if you're new to Christianity or you're new to Freedom Church, why do we even listen to what Jesus has to say? It's not because he said a lot of good things. It's not because he did a lot of good things, although he did a lot of good things and he said a lot of great things. There's one reason that we get together and we sing about Jesus and we follow what he says, and that's because there's an empty tomb. So when we dive into talking about relationships and marriage, I'm not spitting a lot of advice that's like, hey, this is good mic break, break advice. I'm, I'm saying this is the author and creator of life. The one who called his own shot said, hey, I'm, going, I'm God. I'm going to die on the cross, and I'm going to be alive again. Don't worry about it. I'm the author and creator of life. And he pulled it off. You see somebody do that, you're going to follow what that guy says. So that's why when we talk about what, what Jesus says and we use the Bible as our foundation for what Jesus says, that's why I'm pointing to it, because there's an empty tomb. If he's still in the tomb, we're going somewhere else. We're looking for a different Savior. So he says, follow what I say, and it doesn't matter what comes your way, what circumstances come your way, how chaotic they are, how destructive they are, you're going to be all right because you're on a solid foundation. And if we're honest, we don't have to look very far to see marriages that are struggling. I mean, that is the norm. And I, I believe just because the very first relationship that you see God create was a marriage. And it's been under attack since the beginning. And so I believe because God created marriage first in that first relationship that he wants something better. He wants something better than what's the norm. And if you want something that no one else has, then you're going to have to do some things that no one else does. And culture will tell you to go one way. And what I'm going to tell you today, you're going to want to fight me on it because it seems totally backwards. But I want to give you a solid foundation for successful relationships and what love is. So if you're here today and you're single, this is for you. If you're here today and you're married, this is for you. If you're in a thriving marriage, great. This is still for you. If you're in a dead marriage or you're separated, this is still for you. If you're here and you're divorced, you, 
I want you to know I'm glad you are here. You are not condemned. Uh, hopefully this is a message that is encouraging and strengthening because this is for you as well. This is for all relationships. I'm going to be talking about marriage, but this is talking about parenting, uh, dealing with your parents, working with your grandkids, any type of relationships is what we're going to be looking at today. So Jesus says, hey, you got to have a solid foundation. Well, we have some shaky foundations, some things that maybe we don't necessarily say, but how we live that can cause our foundation to be a little bit shaky. And one of them is I've got to find the right one. Like if I can just find the right one, then he'll just she'll just love me for me. He'll accept me for me. I won't have to change. We have our own song even. And we complete each other's sentences. Oh, we have, we have chemistry. Look at us already. If I can find the right one, then everything will be all right. And that's a recipe for disaster. Let me just ask you some of your so, uh, a question. Uh, this is a poll. Uh, we'll go ladies first. Ladies, how many of you, when you were a little kid, um, and you dreamed about your wedding um, or maybe getting married someday, maybe it went something like this. You, you thought about your wedding day. You had the perfect dress, married to the perfect guy at the perfect venue. After the wedding, you had the perfect house, uh, with the perfect kids, maybe even went so far as to have the perfect names picked out for those kids already. Ladies, if that somewhat represents uh, you, can you just raise your hand? If that's somewhere close, some, some, it's okay to be honest in church. All right, all right, all right. Now, gentlemen, guys, how many of you, when you fantasized about your wedding night, uh, maybe you fantasized about something a little bit different? Uh, it's okay to be honest in, in church, gentlemen, when we thought about marriage and, and how marriage would go, we'd be thinking about doing something at least two or three times a day, every day. Um, and we just thought, Hey, this is how it's going to go. How many of you, this is an all skate. This one's for everybody. How many of you are still dreaming about that day? Anybody? Yeah. Okay. We're like, yes. Okay. Yeah. So waiting for that to come. It's just kind of how it is. We're still looking for the right one. Well, listen, life was never designed for you to be looking for the right one. I just got to find the right one. The one that you've been looking for and the way life was designed was to be looking for Jesus. That everything has been pointing to a relationship with him. You want an audience of one. I've got to find the right one. Everything's been pointing not to find a soulmate, but to find a savior for your soul. And that's Jesus. Start there. Start with an audience of one. Jesus said it like this because they asked him, Jesus, what's the most important commandment? Like of everything that we got to do, all the stuff that the Jewish law says, what, what do we got to do? What's one's the most important? He's like, you get to sum up everything in this. And he says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Redefine the one. You want a firm foundation, redefine the one. Who's the one that you're looking for? A relationship with Jesus. 
start there. And you'll find that life is not about finding the right one. He wants you to become the right one. It's about being. Focus on who has God created you to be. And that will get you a firm foundation of, hey, who's God? Who has he created me to be? That's why you need to get in a growth track. We want to help you find that out. And then how do I start living that out and taking next steps in that is becoming the right one. A second foundation that is shaky that, that we get from culture or from ourselves is love is a feeling. Love's a feeling. We get that from movies. We saw that in the Titanic, right? They're sitting there, I'm the king of the world. And then they're, they're, they're on the boat and it's this great love story. And then they get at the end of the movie and she's all, Rose is all, Jack, I'll never let go, Jack. I'm never going to let go. And then what does she do? She lets go. And it's been scientifically proven, if you've seen that movie, there was more than enough room for the both of them on that door. I mean, look at this picture. It's, it's, look at that. There was more than enough room for the two of them. He could have lived. He could have. I like this one. I like the next picture. Look at that. They're, now they're having fun. You see what she gave up. And then in the notebook, we saw that earlier where it's, he wrote 365 letters every day. And you're looking at your spouse saying, I can't even get one letter from you a year. The notebook is fiction. It is not real. But we have these ideas from Disney. A whole new world. A dazzling place I never knew. And you're like, a whole new world when you get into marriage? Yeah, nobody told me about this. Dazzling? Not quite so much. I mean, if you want the feelings of love, but then you step into marriage into that whole new world, just take the sounds and the smells of marriage that nobody told you about. And that will kill a feeling in a moment. The smells, morning breath. How do they do that in the movies? Ridiculous. Then you take a stroll by the bathroom. My goodness. Talk about killing some feelings. And then you get into the sounds. The sounds of marriage. The snoring. In Who's the snorer? Who's the snorer? You about got kicked out of bed last night? You've been talking about having separate rooms. Some of you are like, it wasn't even separate rooms. We're talking separate houses. I want sleep here. But love is a feeling, is designed to crash. When Reed and I were first dating, and we had been dating for about a month or so, started to have some of those feelings, and I really liked her. And so we got done with, had a date. I'm giving her a hug. As we, we go and we have a hug, and I'm coming in. I whisper in her ear. I say, I love you. And I'm like, there's my moment. Here it is. You know what she said? Thank you. I said, I love you. And she said, thank you. Not, not what I had in mind, 
But as I grew up and matured, and we had some conversations, Rita had a much more mature, higher standard for love. She said, I'm not throwing that word out just to anybody. In fact, I'm reserving that word for only one man in my life. And Mike, I don't know if you're it just yet. That's why I love my wife. She's an eight on the Enneagram. She'll tell it like it is. But she said, I'm not there. And so the best she had was a thank you. I was just like, hey, love's a feeling. Love's a feel. I, I feel it. So I love you. And for a lot of us, and I, I can speak for myself, have caused a lot of pain and regret and shame in our lives going off of love is a feeling. I gave. I, I want to go through an illustration here to try to help us see uh, God's design for this. And this is it. To have a spiritual foundation to then have relationships outside of pursuing a spouse, but just genuine friendships and relationships who love us where it's safe to just be you. Here, you start building intimacy, and intimacy, as we'll see, is not a, a physical thing. It's just getting to know one another, interpersonal relationships with people, and then you start having emotional and physical connections. But here's how it goes. Here's how relationships typically happen. First, she's hot. He's good looking. It starts with the physical. We see that and we're like, dang, that looks good. She's hot. Hell's hot too. You could be dating hell. But that's how it starts. And then it'll either start with that or it'll start here. It starts with the uh, it can start with the emotional, too, because then we get the ooey-gooey feelings. Oh, we, we just love each other, and it just feels so great, and we have this chemistry, and we, did, we can talk for hours on end. How many of you have had a, a phone conversation with, for someone like more than an hour? More than two hours? Three hours. Anybody? Three, 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 three. Four? Four hours? Have you had any? Four hours? Five hours. Five hours? You got, you know, we're, oh, five. We're, six? Six? Was it you two? Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> but we go and we say, hey, we have this emotional connection and we have all these feelings together. What you don't know is you are high on dopamine. It's like you're, it's more addictive than crack in this stage. It's, it's, it's designed, it's scientific, like it's six weeks to 18 months. It can't be sustained. Your brain would be fried if you lived off of this stuff. But that's what's happening here. Is that, that we start here. Then, after a while, we start to get to know the person. And this is where some of the things come up where it's like, I don't even know who you are anymore. Why? Because you were blind here. You were paying attention here and now all these things start to come out and when you were dating she was like oh my gosh he's so relaxed he's just listening he just sits there and he listens to me i love it and then he he's talking to the guys just saying oh my gosh she's so organized and she's so set in her ways and and she when she laughs oh my gosh i just love her laugh it's amazing and then you get into marriage and she's like, he is so lazy. He just sits there. And I talk and he doesn't say anything. 
And then he's going to his guy saying, somebody get me away from this control freak. Save me, somebody. And please don't tell a joke and make her laugh. It sounds like a dying hyena. Oh, my gosh. There's a pastor who I love. He says, hey, when date, when you're dating, opposites attract. And when you're married, opposites attack. And they come at each other. And we see that we didn't really get to know them. Then we get into their social sphere. We start to meet their friends. We start to see their family. And we realize she ain't the only crazy one, right? There's more of them. This is why it's so important. I'm going to plug connect groups. This is why it's so important for you to get in a connect group. And you can get in a connect group but, uh, right now. But start building relationships with people who can, they can be honest with you. And, and they love you and value you more than they do your friendship, which means they can tell you some hard stuff. Because they can be like, yeah, uh, dude, she's, she's crazy. <laughs> Did you see the way he was treating his mom? Because that's how he's going to treat you. Like you saw him. He was like yelling at her, cussing her out. And we're still in the blind, emotional, physical phase. We're like, I know, isn't he just so passionate? We're like, no. No, he's going to treat you like that. You need a good, solid group of people. And that takes time to build this. And now we've got this thing going. We've got this thing spinning. I'm going to have to take my microphone off. But now somehow we want God. Can you kind of bless this thing, God? For a lot of us, again, this is where it comes in. It's like, ah, Mike, I know where you're going to go with this. It's so old-fashioned. We're in the 21st century now. I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this. And so what we'll do, what we'll do, and this is where a lot of us will, will say, I see this, but I don't really like it, so I'm just going to try to earn this baby. Like, I'm going to try to keep all these pieces together, and God, you and I will just, we can kind of work on this spiritual thing. It's not, it's not designed like this. Design is not for you to hold up this relationship and say, God, I got, I got you, man. We'll, we'll work together on all this other stuff. Blow it up. Blow it up. So what do we got to do? Let's get these out of here. You want to start with your audience of one. This isn't earning anything. This is you and, you and Jesus having a relationship. Building your foundation with Jesus. Because if I start here with just the physical, I got enough room for me, myself, and I on here. It ain't going to support much. But if I have a relationship here 
There's room for me. There's room for my wife. There's rooms for my kids. I can fall over. I'm going to be caught. I got a big, solid foundation here. This has to do with identity. This is, again, why you need to get on the growth track. God, who did you create me to be? Who do you want me to be? He has a purpose for every single one of us. And it might involve relationships with other people, but that's not why. Why are we even here? Because I want to know God. I believe he has something for each and every one of us. Get to know Jesus. Build your foundation there. Then... Get in a group. Start building solid relationships with other people around you who can love you, where it's a safe place to be you. I can speak for the guys group that I'm leading right now. Um, I feel like it is a safe place for us to be us, and we're not perfect. The idea isn't to be perfect. Kind of the idea is like, hey, here's my flaws. But they're going to love me and hold me accountable, and help me take my next steps and see me for me. And that's why we have our connect groups. Sure, we're going to study the Bible, but it's about building relationships and finding that connection. And you need that in your life. Then, now we're in a healthy spot to start getting to know one another. Because if I'm blind, some of these things will intermingle with one another. But now I have a solid foundation for who I am. These two build your identity. And if something starts to get rocked in here, well, then I have a place to go, and I can figure out if we need to go further with this. But here's a place where you get to know one another. You can have some conversations, and you're not afraid (laughs) to share and be open and be vulnerable. Say, I'm perfectly imperfect. That's how God created me to be. I feel like in 15 years of marriage sometimes, I'm just starting from scratch. Just discovering who I am. And baby, I love you. But I'm... I'm messed up. I'm perfectly imperfect, and I got a long ways to go. There's some things that I'm discovering about myself because I'm building solid relationships. I'm getting my relationship right with God. And yes, I'm the pastor, but I still got work to do. And so I've screwed this up a lot in our marriage because I've gotten it twisted and I've gotten it backwards. But we've been married for almost 15 years. And I'm excited to spend 15 more years figuring it out together. Now, you guys didn't even know what just happened. I feel it. And some of you, there was like some, ah, what just happened? Emotions. Now, emotions. (laughs) When you start getting vulnerable and connecting, guess what? The emotions come. See, some people think when the feeling of love is gone, that love is gone. That's a myth. No, that's wrong. 
the feelings won't always be there. But the more you build up this foundation, the more you reveal of who you are, and yes, that includes your flaws, this comes. And some of you are in marriages where you're like, I want some emotion. I want some passion that we used to have. How do I get there? Here's an easy way to remember it. Emotion follows motion. Emotion follows motion. It takes action. It takes doing. When you had your wedding vows and you stood there and it was like, Mike, do you take Rita to be your wedded wife, to have and to hold, to love and to cherish, in sickness and in health, in richer or in poorer, till death do you part? Ah, if I feel like it, like if it's a good day, if the feelings are there, you know what? That's a good idea. You know, I think I'm, I might try that one out. No, I said I do. Emotion follows motion. Do you think Jesus, taking it back to Jesus, do you think he felt like going to the cross? No, in fact, we know hours before he was praying the exact opposite. I don't want to go. If you got any other way, please make it possible. It was action-oriented. Emotion will follow motion. And then, woohoo! Let's end the service right now. <laughs> Let's go home. Then comes... And yes, the old-fashioned part of marriage, but I believe it's completely biblical, the way God designed it. Marriage, stick it right in there somewhere. That's his design. That's a foundation that'll work. That's a process that is long and hard, but if you're willing to follow it, will create something beautiful what you've been wanting this right here is about me becoming the right person when i have a solid foundation i'm not dependent on rita making me complete sorry jerry mcguire rita doesn't complete me otherwise that's called codependency i need rita i do not need rita i need a relationship with jesus and when I can stand complete on, on, on my two feet, now I'm a whole person. I don't need her to fix me. I don't need her to fulfill me. I'm already fulfilled. In fact, instead of needing a source, I become a resource to her. Look at what Jesus said. I want to finish with two verses here. One comes out of John chapter 13 as Jesus defines love. He says, so now I'm giving you a new commandment. I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Now, if love's a feeling, can you command your feelings? Stop being sad. I can't really stop being sad. Don't be angry. I'm, I'm angry. I can't command a feeling. That's why it's an action. It's a do. He says, love each other as I have loved you. For your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. That foundation will provide the healing that's so desperately needed in our relationships. And, and, and then the other verse that I want to talk about is Colossians chapter 2. It says, and now, just as you've accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. 
Let your roots grow down deep into him. Let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. And you will say this with me. Overflow. I'm not, my life is overflowing sacrifice. My life is overflowing generosity. My life is overflowing with service. I'm not doing these things to earn anything. It's overflowing because I have a relationship with God. These things just pour out. Now I'm a resource to other people. I'm not sucking life out of them. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies or high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. I've tried to debunk two myths with you today. I've got to find the right one. Myth. Love is a feeling. Myth. Destined to crash. For it is in Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in the human body. So you are also, say this with me, you are also are complete through your union with Christ, not your spouse. Your spouse doesn't complete you. Your kids do not complete you. You are made complete through Christ. And when you are complete through Christ, you will overflow these things. And therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, practice it takes practice put them into practice go and do it it's like a wise man who built his house on a solid rock let's pray thank you again for listening to the podcast at freedom church in los alamos few next steps that you can take coming out of this one is head to our website and let us know just exactly how we can help you take your next step Also, if we have had a positive impact in your life or in your family and you want to partner with us financially, you can go to our website and click give. That will get the message out so we can impact more people through this ministry. And finally, click the subscribe button. That way you know you get the latest content from the podcast as well as rate it, review it. That will help get the message out to others. Hope you have a a wonderful week. Thanks again for listening.